Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. I'm going to sing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Fill us, God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. Hallelujah to you, Jesus. We make room for you to move, God, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning to all of you. Good morning to those of you watching online, to to those of you here in my presence. I just thank God for this opportunity to come and let the Lord have his way. I count it not... Uh, I counted a privilege that God would allow me to stand before his people and speak his word. And so I want to say a special thank you to God and then also to Pastor B this morning for uh, giving me his desk to allow me to speak to the people of God and to everybody out there in TCF Nation. It is definitely a pleasure to be before you this morning to speak the word of God. Well, I don't want to belabor the time. I want to get right into why I'm here. And I want you to talk back to me in the chat. Talk to me here in the house because it helps me, y'all. I'm tell you, Lord, the Lord has been uh, dealing with me with this, but I just thank God that he allowed me to be in this space. And so uh, we want to just say thank you uh, for God for this moment. And so I want to just go ahead and get right into the word because I know that's why you're here. And so we're going to stay right into the theme of where Pastor B has left us off, Tis the Season. And if I had a title to give you today, today's, today's title is Tis the Season for Unexpected Miracles. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody said unexpected miracles. Go ahead and put that in the chat. chat. Unexpected miracles. Come on. Somebody believing for a miracle today that might be unexpected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. All right. So many of us have allowed ourselves to be lured into the place of unbelief where once we saw ourselves in a place of great possibility, we now assume that our hope is lost. We once had faith to believe that the believe the first time God spoke to us. But now we not only question his word, but we also question our purpose and our reason for being. We were faithful to the promise until it's until circumstances or our environment didn't seem to be conducive to the reality of the promise that we were believing God for. In our minds, it didn't even seem to make sense anymore for God to do that thing we were believing for. So this morning, we're coming out of the book of Luke, and I want you to go to the first chapter, the very first chapter, and we're going to go from the 18th through the 20th verse. And so while you're finding that, let me just give you a little bit of background on Luke. Luke uh, was uh, somebody who was not an actual uh, disciple who had spent time physically with Jesus, but he was there around the time of Jesus. He actually was more of a companion to Paul. 
And so he didn't have a firsthand account of Jesus, but he was very much uh, able to hear the oral history and all of the and gather all of the facts uh, about the story of Jesus. And uh, we know that he was a scholar. He was somebody who was very educated. So his interpretation of the scripture and the story and the life of Jesus didn't just come from the history, but he had studied. He had really went and got the historical facts behind the story and the life of Jesus. And so his point of reference as he was not also, he was not a disciple, but he wasn't even a Jew. He was a Gentile. He was a Greek, in fact. And in that understanding, if you understand anything about the Greek um, concepts of that time, they were often trying to find out what it meant to be the ideal man. They wanted to understand what the ideal man was. And so when we look at Luke and he's here writing the story and telling about the life of Jesus Christ, he's trying to help us understand Jesus from a human perspective, trying to find how to understand him as a man, not only as a man, but as God as well. But he's trying to help us to relate to him in a way that we can see it working through our lives. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so we are so we understand when we put that into perspective, when we read the scripture today, we have we have an understanding that he's trying to help us see Jesus as we see ourselves. He's trying to help us to see Jesus not only as God and King, but he's trying to help us to see how can we walk out this life as a man. And when we have the difficulties of life that, that come at us each and every day, how did Jesus be that example that we can follow? Amen. 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 Luke's goal is to strengthen the faith of the believer uh, using historical facts, as I said, and an educated, orderly account of the life of Jesus. And, and also, when we think about Jews during this time, they had a particular perspective about how the scriptures and the prophecies would be fulfilled. They had a certain understanding of what they thought the Messiah would look like, how the king would come into the world. They were thinking of him as some mighty man with hundreds of armies and, and royalty and dressed in garments that were fit for a king, they did not expect him to come in a manger. They didn't expect him to come in the way that he came humbly as he came into the world. And so they had a perspective and uh, an understanding of the scriptures and the prophecies that they thought that this king was going to come in and slay the Roman Empire and take, their take it down and rebuild their kingdom the way that they interpreted. Why am I saying that this morning? Because in other words, it, doesn't, it didn't look like what they think it should look like. So they questioned whether God was in the midst of it. So my question to you today, has there ever been a time in your life where you had considered something from God or God had given you a promise or you believed God for something and maybe it didn't happen in the way that you thought it should happen or maybe the seasons of life are not happening in the way that you had interpreted it would happen in life or maybe the timetable that you had set for God to do certain things, it did not quite come together that way. Have you been in that place? Are you in that place? That is our question today. Well, in order, but again, so we're talking about unexpected miracles. In today's text, I want to talk to you about unexpected miracles. So let's go back to the text. So I'm coming a little later in our story today that I'm going to go back and tell you about. But let me get to the theme part of the scripture I want to talk about. So we're going from Luke, the first chapter, verses 18 through 20. And it reads this way. It says, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. 
So today in our story, we're talking about Zachariah and Elizabeth. And if you know anything about Zachariah and Elizabeth, they hold a very important place in the history of the life and times of Jesus Christ. He actually, they were actually introduced to us before Jesus was ever even brought into the picture. But they were the cousins of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, and they were considered, if you read uh, earlier on in that same verse, in that same chapter, they were considered to be righteous and obedient people. They were considered to be people that were of the way. They were, they were constantly finding themselves doing the right things, reading the scriptures, doing all the things that you were said to do in that time as followers of God. But there was a stigma that was attached to them as well as the, the fact that they were seen as upright people before God. They were also understood to have been barren. Elizabeth could not bear, bear children. And so it's a dichotomy that happens because people are looking at them and saying, hey, man, these people are people that are upright standing. They follow Christ. They, I mean, they follow God. They, they're they're, they're student of the scriptures. They're, they're doing all the right things. But yet, for some reason, God has not fulfilled their request to have a child. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you felt like you were doing all the right things? You were preaching. You were praying. You were serving. You were doing the things that the scriptures that God told you to do. You were living a life that was considered pleasing to God. God, but yet and still the very thing that you have been praying and asking God for, it seemed like he had not wanted to fulfill or it had not been fulfilled. And now not only have they been considered barren, but now they find themselves in a place in life where they're far beyond what people would have considered childbearing years. So now we not only have a people that have served God, have believed God for something, it hasn't come to pass, but now they're far beyond the years of when they're thinking it can happen. But it's interesting because they're still serving God. And, you know, when you think about that in today's time, I know a lot of people that have prayed and asked God for things and they have went so hard for those things. And when God didn't fulfill it in the way that they felt it should be filled or they seem as if it wasn't going to be fulfilled, they didn't just they didn't just forget the dream, but they walked away from God. They walked away from God. So in other words, they are people who were seen as dedicated to the work of the Lord. But they have been singled out for their bareness. And so many of us are in that same place in life. We've been praying and asking God. Maybe your issue isn't being uh, being without child. Maybe you've been asking God and praying God, praying to God for a husband or a wife. And you're like, man, I'm getting up there. I'm getting into my 40s and I still haven't found that right mate. Maybe it's about a job. Maybe you found yourself working hard to try to get that education to try to get in the places and to get to the networking of people to get you to the place where you can start that business. But God just seems not to have put you right in the place. And now you're getting to 40s and your 50s and you're thinking it's over for me. I can't start a business now. I'm over half my life is gone. And you are still putting yourself in the mindset of what the world and the culture has told you is possible or is not possible for you. It hasn't do anything to do with what God has said. You have put yourself amongst the timetable of the culture or the environment in which you live. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Leticia. And I'm Boomi. And we are from Transformation Music. And we are so excited to let you guys know that we just released our first ever single. It's called Be Exalted. And it's available right now on all platforms. You can find it on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, you name it, it's there. So go ahead and download it right now. We're so excited to share this with you, and we hope you enjoy it too. Absolutely. And as always, Transformation starts. Zacharias being a priest 
found himself offering incense in the temple of the holy place. So Zacharias was a, a man of God and he was a priest and he was in a very particular position because if you know anything about the temple, the priest that goes into the, uh, the, the holy place and is offering up the incense to the altar of God, they are the ones that are praying for the nation, they're praying for the people. So imagine being Zacharias, who's been living a life, had a dream, had a vision, had a, had a belief for himself or his wife and his family, and he has to go and pray for other people to see their vision, see their dreams come to pass, but yet, and still, I have not seen it come to pass in my life. How much strength does he have to have? How much, how much patience does he have to have to continue to go in day in and day out and pray for the people of God and yet still wait for the things that he wanted from God? How have you been in that place? How have you seen God in that place? Have you been working and you've been put, have you, what has that done for your mind? And so we, we find Zacharias, his, his, uh, let's, let's go here, I'm sorry. His faith kept him before God and his expectation, as we heard about last week, uh, of what God was willing to do in his life had shifted based on his circumstances. He believed God could do anything, of course, but he didn't believe God would do it. He settled on what was. He had come to the point in his life where he had settled on what his lot in life was. Him and Elizabeth said, well, I guess it's over for us. I guess it wasn't in your plan, God, for us to have a child. We're far beyond the years to be able to handle a child. God, how can we do this at this point in our lives? We're, we're probably uh, uh, looking more to the end of our lives to have the beginning of life to be able to help and raise up and bear a child. And so they believed that God could do anything, but they weren't sure if he was going to do it. Or at this point, they didn't even consider it anymore because they were past those times. They had no hope for anything at this point. So it brings me to my first point this morning. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Put that in the chat this morning if you can. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. And so in the temple praying, God, uh, we find ourselves with the point we come to the story in verse 18. Zacharias is praying as he always does when he goes into the temple to do his job. And he's praying before God for the people of God. And the angel of the Lord appears and says to him, hey, not only am I here to tell you good news, but I'm here to tell you that I'm here to answer that prayer that you prayed years ago. You and Aunt Elizabeth prayed that you're going to bear a son. Yeah. Now imagine what Zacharias might have been going through, might, might have been going through his head that, that time when the angel appeared before him and told him, hey, remember that thing you believed years ago when you were in the prime of your life and you wanted it and you were asking, you were believing God for it? Yeah, he's still going to do that thing. He's still going to do that thing. And Zacharias immediately, instead of embracing what the message was, he says, wait a minute. Hold on. How is that possible? In verse 18, he says, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. See, again, he had become a conduit of his circumstance, a conduit of his environment, of what the world and what time had told him is possible at his life. You are old. You are far beyond your childbearing years. How can you deliver a child into this world and be a healthy parent? How can you do it? But he didn't realize he was standing in the presence of a messenger of God. How can we combat against that? How do we fight against that when we have come to an understanding of ourselves, believing that it's not possible anymore because we look at our environment? What do we know about faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what not seen. We cannot go off of what we see around us. We cannot go off of what time is telling us. God is far beyond time. God is far beyond our understanding. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So even when he comes to us and says to us, it's still going 
going to happen. We have to align ourselves with his word and stop believing the hype of everything else around us that's telling us it's not possible. We don't live by the standards of the world. We live by the standards of God. And so when he stands before you and says, hey, I still got you. I still got that dream for you. I'm still believing for you. I'm still going to do that thing for you. You got to say, yes, Lord. You got to come out of that place of looking at your environment. Your environment is a lie. It is a lie. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. You got to put yourself in mindset of who God is and what he's able to do, which brings me to my next point. The the point is, remember who you're dealing with. Remember who you're dealing with. See, they're not dealing with, Zacharias wasn't dealing with any person that uh, is, is like John or Paul or anybody down the street. He's dealing with somebody that's speaking directly for the mouth of God. He's speaking, he's coming, he's resenting himself in front of him in the presence of God saying, listen, this thing that you've been believing God for is still going to happen. So not only do we have to get out of the hype of what is around us, believing the hype of what the world and circumstances and environment and even sometimes what we say to ourselves. We got to remember whose it is we're serving. Who are we serving? Who is it that we serve? How have we come to our point in our lives and many of us where we had dreams and visions and belief for ourselves? And because life didn't work the way that we thought, highlight we had nothing to do with what God said. But what we thought for ourselves and because it didn't work out the way that we planned it in our head, how we thought God should do it. We're telling God how to plan out our lives. We're telling God how to do the things in our lives. How do we come to the place where he's coming and speaking to us through the messenger? And say, you know what? You got this all wrong. And, and Gabriel says, he says in verse 19, he says, I am Gabriel. <laughs> Check yourself, brother. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. I have been sent to tell you. And I'm standing on behalf of Jesus Christ. I'm standing on behalf of God this morning to tell somebody out there that it ain't over for you. Those seasoned saints that that might be listening this morning. It ain't over. That thing that God, as you believe God for, he's still able to do it. He's still able to bring it to pass. And guess what? If he said it, he will complete it. His word will not return unto him void. The scriptures tell us very clearly. The question I ask you this morning, did God really say it? That's what you got to reconcile with yourself. It's not so much as if God will do it. If God said it, guess what? He will do it. He will not. His word will not return unto him void. Those scriptures will not lie on him. He has to complete the work that he has put out. That is his demand. That is the man he puts on himself. His word will not return unto him void. So if you find yourself in a place where the word of God is not lining up to your life, you got to ask, am I really believing the word of God or have I aligned myself to something else? Have I set up a standard for my life that's meant for what I think and what I want and what I feel? Or has it been lined up to the will of God? Has it been lined up to the will of God? Ask yourself the question, is what I'm believing God for more to make me feel good or is it to bring glory to God? See, that's the thing we got to understand and reconcile with ourselves. Sometimes the things we're believing and asking God for, those miracles that we're talking about today, are they really about God or are they about us? Are we asking for that house so we can gloat and tell everybody, look at what God did for me? Are we asking God for that baby, that child to look at the other person down the street and say, look, I got my son. I got my daughter. I got this. I got that. I got the money in the bank. I got. So what? What does it matter if it doesn't bring glory to God? 
God has promised us some things. Yes, he has. And he wants us to be blessed. And he wants us to be fulfilled and have a fulfilled life. But our fulfilled life has to be off of giving him glory. That's right. That's right. We don't attain things in life just to say we got it. What is that? What does it get? What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? The things that God has promised us in our life has something greater, has a greater purpose. And guess what that purpose is? It's always to bring him glory. That business that he's believed that you're believing for is not about you. It's to bring God glory. The gifts and the talents that he's given you It's to bring God glory, to minister to the people of God, bring healing, bring bring revelation, bring knowledge, bring wisdom, whatever it is that God has called you to do, whether it's being walking in your ministry, whether it's having a a child, whether it's uh, opening a business, it's all coming back to how can God get the glory out of this to bring his kingdom to the earth? How can he do it? That is the whole purpose of what he's saying. So God has to fulfill his word. He's not a man that he should lie. Matthew 16 uh, is where we see Jesus saying to the disciples, he even asked them, he says, listen, I know what everybody else said. I know who everybody else says that I am. I know what they say. They say I'm this, I'm the prophet, this, I'm that. But who do you say? Who do you say that I am? Who do you understand that God is? You have relationship with me. You spent time with me. You understand me in a way that other people don't understand. Who do you say that I am? So I ask you this morning in the same breath and the same understanding, who do you say God is in your life? And that thing that you believe in God for and that expected, unexpected miracle that you still that you're not sure if God is still going to do. Who do you say that he is? What standard have you put on him? What box have you put him in? If God said it, it has to happen. If he didn't say it, then you better check it. Check where you got the word from. Sometimes we put ourselves in environments with people that are thriving and, and doing all these things. And we're like, oh, yeah, I want that, too. I want this, too. But God never promised that to you. And we, and we then try to take that and say that, well, God said, God had never said that. I mean, there are people, let me, I'm going to put myself out there today. There have been people that have come to me and said, and I'm 37 years old. So if you're looking for a fine man, I'm right here, 37. But anyway, thank you, God. Hallelujah. But on that same topic, I've had women come to me and say, <laughs> shoot my shot. Amen. But don't get, don't get my DMs. Please don't do that. But anyway, there have been women that have come to me and literally said, I am in love with you. God has called you for my life. You're my husband. You're this, you're that. And I'm looking at them and saying, God ain't said nothing like that to me. And they have, not, and, the fact, and the fact is, I have one situation where the woman came to me boldly and said, I'm in love with you. And, I, and I'm like, woman, you don't even know me. You ain't never had a conversation with me. And you have now, you've now put God into the situation where you've never even prayed and asked God about that. Hey, check it. Come on, check your lust. In this place. But the point is, I'm getting off track here. The point is, is that sometimes we ask for things or we believe God for things that God never said was ours. That's why we have to have daily communication with him. That's why we have to worship and spend time, commune with God so we can know his word, know what his promises are for us, know what it is that he wants for our lives and stop putting our things on him. He never said that he would do that. He said that he would do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think, meaning that we have to have a conversation. Asking means that you're talking to somebody, right? You have to have communication with him. And guess what? When you communicate with God and you understand what it is he wants for your life, your desires really 
really go out the window and becomes his desires for your life. So you'll only start really speaking his word. You'll only start really speaking his promise. You'll only start speaking his will for your life. And guess what? When you find yourself in his will, let your faith go into action. Let your faith go into action. I'm almost done, y'all. This is good to me this morning. Hallelujah. So the angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the, and I have been here to speak the word of life to you. That promise that I promised that you had for years ago is still coming to pass. Get yourself out of your mindset of what you think life should look like at this point in your life. And guess what? God can add years to you. He can add the time to you. He can give you the resources. He can give you the things that you need. If God is speaking, choose to believe his word. Choose to stand on his promises because he will not go against his word. He will not. So stop believing the hype of the enemy. Stop believing what your friends say. I don't know. It just seems like it shouldn't happen. Maybe God don't want. Maybe you did something wrong in your youth and you don't realize. No, they don't have a choice to say what's going on in your life. You have a relationship with the father yourself. Speak to him and find out what his word is and his will is for your life. I think about Job. Job was like, you must. You're going through all of this hell. You must have did something wrong. But he found himself right back in the presence of God. And God, what did God do? He added back everything he lost plus some. So when you understand the word of God for life, it don't matter what comes. It don't matter what people say. It don't matter what's going on. When you have the presence of the Lord in front of you, when you have the word of God in your heart, you have an understanding and belief that you can stand on until the day you die. I don't care if you're 99. If God promised you something, he's still able to do it until the day that you live your last breath. Keep believing. I don't care who you are, two seasoned saints. Those of you who feel like you're far beyond the dreams that you have for yourself, keep believing this morning. Those of you that might be coming up in education, you feel like you're struggling with your tests and your things right now, keep putting your trust in God that he will give you the wisdom, he will give you the knowledge to be able to succeed in getting that degree, to succeed in starting that business, to succeed in starting that ministry, to succeed in doing the things. It's not built on what we think, it's built on what God said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it brings me to my third point. I'm almost done, y'all. Hallelujah. The third point. So now we have an understanding. We have an understanding that first we can't believe the hype, right? Then we come to remember who God is. And now that we have an understanding who God is and we don't believe the hype and we got ourselves back into the understanding of, you know what? This thing is still possible. This thing is still able to happen. Guess what the next step is? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Verse 20, it says, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. So at this point, Gabriel said, you know what? Listen, I need you to understand something. This thing that I'm doing, God is doing for you is so big, it's so huge, it's so beyond you that I'm going to shut your mouth so that you don't kill your purpose. I'm going to shut your mouth that you don't kill the joy of those around you so that you don't kill Elizabeth's joy because now she's coming to a place where she's believing what God is saying that she's about to have this baby and I'm going to shut your mouth before you kill her joy. We have to shut our mouths. Sometimes we are the conduit of killing the very thing that we're believing God for. How do we not do this? By keeping our mouth closed and only speaking what God says, speak. If God said it, believe it. And shut your mouth to everything else. Don't start speaking the negativity of the person around you. Don't start speaking the negativity of the enemy. Don't allow the things of this world to dictate how you speak about the blessings of God. We got to have an understanding. See, what they didn't understand, uh, the plan of God for your life is so great that it's putting um, that 
that he is putting a muzzle over your mouth before you can kill your dream. The miracle, the miracle is bigger than you. The thing that you thought would be about carrying a baby and fellowshipping and life being a parent, sometimes we don't even know that what that baby will represent. See, the thing was, it wasn't just about fulfilling the promise of Zacharias and Elizabeth to have that child, but what they did not know is that that baby, John the Baptist, as we came to know him later on, he was something that he was somebody that was going to do something greater than what they could even understand. And so what the Gabriel had to do is say, you know what, Zacharias, the thing that's happening inside of Elizabeth is so great, it's so beyond you that I'm going to shut your mouth before you kill the dream. John the Baptist, we know, was the forerunner of bringing in the ministry of Jesus. Imagine if Zacharias had not believed. Imagine if Zacharias said, you know what? I'm choosing to walk away from this. Imagine what would have happened. Just because it didn't happen in the timing that he wanted to happen. Just because it didn't make sense to his natural mind for him to have a baby at this point in his life. Just because he was analyzing it with his natural mind and not seeing it through the eyes of God. He almost killed an opportunity to help usher Christ into the world. What could your dream be about? See, you're only seeing it for what you see for yourself, but your dream could be the conduit to bring others to Christ. Your dream, your vision, your purpose, the miracle that God's placing you could be the reason that somebody else comes to know him. How can we kill that with our mouths? We got to understand that our mouths carry life and death. The Bible tells us very clearly. So when we speak things that we ought not speak, we're not just killing our own dreams, but we might be killing the dreams of somebody else around us. See, the things that God brings into our life are not just about us. It really ain't about us at all, but it's connected to so many other things, so many other people that when you say yes to God, there's a yes that's coming from somebody else that's going to help push the vision even further than what you could see. So I encourage you this morning, as you get yourself back in alignment with this word, as you begin to believe the dream again, as you begin begin to see the miracle for what it can be again, shut your mouth to everything else that isn't the word of the Lord. Only speak the word of the Lord this morning. Stay before the face of God. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype of the world. Don't believe the hype of your own mind. Remember who you're dealing with this morning. And lastly, shut your mouth to everything else that's not the word of God. Amen. Amen. Shut your mouth. And I want to say only believe, only believe that all things are possible if you only believe. Somebody in the chat this morning, only believe, only That all things are possible. Stay right there. I said all things are possible. That unexpected miracle. All things are possible. If you only believe. So let me pray right now. Father God. I pray right now over your people that they heard something in this message this morning that will cause them to come back into remembrance of who you are.
that will come back into believing your will and your purpose for their life again. Lord, that they will see the miracles of God working in their life, no matter where they find themselves in life, no matter what state they're in. Oh God, I thank you this morning that their faith is being restored, oh God, that their expectancy is being restored this morning, oh God, that those dreams and visions are coming back to them, oh God, even though it doesn't look like it's possible, oh God, we thank you that we're standing on your word this morning in spite of what the word of the enemy has said, in spite of what we've said to ourselves, in spite of what people around us have said. Lord, we ask you to shut the mouth of the enemy this morning and let the Holy Spirit stand up in us. Let the courageousness of the Holy Spirit stand up in us and choose to believe your word again. We choose to believe your promises again. We choose to stand and know that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think, no matter what point in life we find ourselves in. Lord, we thank you for the resources coming now to every business owner, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the marriages coming now in the name of Jesus. We thank you now for the babies coming now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the sickness being healed in the name of Jesus, oh God. Some of us got a bad report from the doctors. We feel like there's nothing else that can be done, but we know we believe the report of the Lord. It is so in Jesus' name. If God is giving, let me be a conduit to you this morning. Let me be a messenger to you this morning that you shall be healed in the name of Jesus. You shall find him in the will, in his will. Amen. Hallelujah. You will see the salvation of the Lord in your life this morning. You will see your bank account filled. You will see that house coming up. You will see that brand new car. You will see that education. You will see it happen, but not so much for you, but for the glory of God. And we thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. And God, now I pray for those this morning that might need to know, have come to know you and the pardon of their sin, oh God. Maybe they were questioning whether or not they wanted to choose you today, oh God. But let today be the time that they say yes to you, oh God. Let the time today be the time where they commit themselves, commit their lives to you this morning, oh God, and give you exactly what you need, oh God. And that is their heart this morning, oh God. I thank you, God, for those that may have fallen away from the faith, oh God, that find themselves right back in your will today, oh God. I thank you, God, for restoring relationships with you this morning, oh God. Lord, I pray, God, that there's something that pricks their heart through today's service, oh God, that says, God, I want to get back in right relationship with you. God, I want to find you in the pardon of my sins again, oh God. God, I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want you to raise me up, oh God. God, I believe that you are able to do all that you said in your word that you would do, oh God. So I put my trust in you again, oh God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you were buried and that you raised with all power in your hand. God. I believe again and I put my trust and my hope in you this morning. I choose to believe you this morning. And those of you, God, and Lord, I pray for those that may be looking for a home this morning, a church home. And Lord, let them hear something today from TCF that says, I want to connect with this church. I want to connect with this body of people, oh God, so that I can find myself growing and walking and learning in your way, oh God. And Lord, I believe today, oh God, that you have called me to a place called TCF. But Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise this morning for all of these things and we say amen 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 god bless you this morning hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. 
If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.